Okay, I think we can uh, slowly make a start here. Hello, and uh, welcome to this new Treasury webinar. Today we have a very busy schedule, um, but it's an exciting one uh, because we'll be covering uh, the product improvements and new features from the first half of the year, what's on our product team's roadmap for the rest of the year, and beyond going into 2023. Don't worry, uh, we will also make the time uh, to show you these latest updates in a demo, so you can see for yourself what, we, um, what we're talking about. Um, but before uh, we do start, um, I want to introduce myself, um, as well as my co-hosts for today, Brebet and Ferenc. Apologies, my slides are a little bit slow, but we can we can do it. Um, I'm Olivia, and I lead the product marketing team at Treasurit. Uh, my focus is on connecting the dots between uh, the products we build and our customers, ensuring we keep developing solutions that meet real needs. Uh, Bebe, can you start and tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, sorry, I will learn to unmute myself quicker. <laughs> so hi everyone, I'm Bebe. I joined Treasury nine years ago as a member of a marketing team actually, and I led customer marketing efforts for a while. And then I moved to the product team a bit ago, and I, now I'm the product manager of the workspace team responsible for uh, developing Treasury uh, and make it the most, most useful for you. Thank you very much. Thanks, do you want to continue and introduce yourself, please? Yes, of course. Hello, everyone. So my name is Ferenc. I'm one of the product managers here in Treasury, and I'm the PM in the administrative and control capabilities team, which we simply call the control team. And we are in charge of all the uh, necessary features for IT administrators in Treasury. Thank you very much. So uh, now that that's done, we can dive right in. Uh, just to let you know, there is a Q&A button um, at the bottom of your screen where you can share your questions uh, as we go through. You can even do so anonymously. Um, and we are going to have two short demos, uh, one by Abube, one by Ferenc, and we'll address, we'll have a short break to address these questions um, after each of those little demos. That's the, the housekeeping for, for today. Um, so I am going to start by giving you a little bit of an overview um, of how far we've come this year already. Um, we focused on three uh, main problem areas, uh, building an incredible admin console uh, that puts you in charge, um, being the best at secure intuitive file sharing, and beefing out our integrations offering. So I'm gonna give you a little uh, quick sort of uh, tour, uh, but we'll have some deeper dives uh, later on. Uh, in terms of admin capabilities to start there, we've extended our SSO options to allow an integration with Google Workspace. So that's enabled a one-step uh, sign into Treasure It for users um, and therefore even easier user management for admins. Uh, Treasurit now also supports user provisioning and deprovisioning. So you can simply um, easily automate user management within your uh, organization when you connect all of your apps to um, Azure AD or Okta. When it comes to secure file sharing, uh, real-time email notifications for live links uh, gives you even more control now over what happens to the content you share. So you are notified every time someone accesses your shared link. This way, uh, you know if uh, and when the intended recipient has downloaded your file, and you can be um, alerted uh, in that way of any unauthorized access. 
subphoto sharing um, is a feature that has been highly requested and we're super happy to have uh, shipped this now. Uh, being able to share subfolders helps you stay in control of your data um, and it makes sure that the right team members can have access to the right level of information. So it's particularly useful if you're collaborating with external parties on um, case files, for example, or uh, on a project basis. You'll find out more about this capability um, in just a short while. Um, Lastly, um, but uh, not to say the least, uh, we launched email encryption and integration to the Outlook uh, ecosystem this year. It's a huge milestone for us. Um, and it's a truly iterative way um, to keep sensitive email data confidential. So with this add-on um, to uh, Outlook, sending and receiving encrypted emails is absolutely hassle-free. And you stay in charge of your data even after you hit send which I know has been my you know, problem more, more than once. Um, so there's no need for recipients to have a treasured account um, and they can reply in an encrypted way to their email using our web experience. Uh, I'm afraid we won't have time to go into this feature today, um, but I, if I've managed to pique your interest, uh, there is a treasured webinar that you can go back and watch on demand. And most importantly, you can go and try out uh, email encryption for free today. So why not go and do it? Um, <laughs> so with this, I'm going to hand over to uh, Ferenc to chat you through the Treasure It uh, admin and control capabilities in a little bit more detail. Thank you, Olivia. So as it has been mentioned, we were working on single sign-on, for example, but there were much more in the last couple quarters. We, we have focused, we focused on easier user management for Treasury administrators. And as a first step in this effort, we implemented domain verification, which enables you to claim ownership over your domain or even domains if you are using multiple ones. We also added Google as an extra option for single sign-on. We already provided Azure AD and Okta in the last year. And our recent addition to this user management feature set is user provisioning, which is implemented in Azure AD and Okta currently. And uh, yeah, why do we do all this? Usually when you hear a product manager or a UX expert speaking about things, they're they explaining uh, use cases and goals and, and visual and um, visions. Now, uh, our vision is uh, to provide a good night's sleep for the customer and in our case, in the case of the control team, the customer is the IT administrator. So hopefully we provide a good portion of good night's sleep for the IT admins. I prepared a quick demonstration for you. If we go forward, yes. So if there's any IT admin among you, you might have seen this earlier. This is basically the dashboard of your admin center in Treasury. Here you can see a summary of your users, how many pending ones you have, what's the total storage capacity you have and which portion of this is currently in use. And there's also some basic information regarding devices and the ratio between mobile and desktop. But we are not really interested in that today. Uh, feel free to create an account and try it out if you don't have a Treasury subscription yet. Now we will go into some more advanced stuff under the settings page where the magic happens. So here you can see also some yeah, basic settings like customization and defining the company name. 
but go for the advanced features and maybe the name already gave it away. I wish to start with advanced control, which is basically the very first step that you have to take in terms of user management in Trezorit. It's a subscription level policy, which is highly recommended to enable. Uh, if it's enabled and if the users accepted it, then the administrator of the subscription will be able to reset passwords for the users. So that's the only way to enable the, the administrator to do such thing. Okay, let's move forward to domain verification, which I already mentioned. So why is it good if you verify your domain? It's basically when you claim ownership over your domain, uh, we can grant you certain rules to apply to new registrations in Treasury. So when you verify your domain, you will be granted the option to select from three separate rules. And one of those rules is to, yeah, do not add to subscription, which means when a new registration uh, comes to Trezorit with your domain, but outside your business subscription, we simply let that email address to create a new subscription, and, but you will be notified about this action. The next one is sort of an auto assignment rule. Uh, and this option is the most widely used among our customers. It basically lets uh, the user to create a new account with your domain, but this account will be prompted to join your business subscription. And this way there will be no, so to say free rider accounts or shadow IT and, and some sort of stuff. And the third one that is the most strict among the three options is an invite only registration rule, which means that if anybody tries to sign up to Trezorit with your email domain, they won't be allowed, but they will be uh, enabled to send you a request. And if you access, accept this request, they will be joining your subscription. Great. Okay, let's move forward to single sign-on and provisioning. So both of these features are, are built upon identity providers. Uh, an identity provider is, if you have an identity provider, maybe I don't have to explain this, but for those who don't have, it, it's a central hub for user management. There you can do bulk actions, you can create groups and add users to groups and remove them and grant them certain level of access to certain applications. And uh, the single sign-on capability of the identity provider is, is great in a way that your users don't have to remember passwords for each and every application they are using in the everyday workflows. So basically they only log in to the identity provider and they authenticate to all the applications via that provider. When you enable such connection, you need to accept some specific terms. I can promise you there is nothing fishy in that specific terms. We simply state that certain information will be sent over, will be shared with your identity provider to be able to enable such connection. As you can see, we are supporting currently these three providers, Azure AD, Okta, and Google Workspace. And for the sake of this demonstration, I choose Azure AD because that's the most widely used uh, in our customer bases. So what you need to do to set up such integration is basically copying two IDs from the Azure portal back to Trezorit Admin Center. It's not that easy, I must say. There's a detailed uh, setup documentation in the knowledge base of Trezorit, which you need to visit. Yes, that's what you see now. 
there are several steps, but we, we covered the whole flow. You only need to follow the instructions. There's a separate instruction set for Okta and the separate one for Google. But there's also some generic information about managing those users and what you as a user should know about migration from password access to single sign-on access, for example. And yeah, that's what you see in the Azure portal. It slightly differs from an Okta portal. Uh, you need to find those IDs which are uh, required. In, in our case, those are the application or client ID and the directory or tenant ID. Uh, most commonly, you will find those under app registrations, but uh, I also know a flow which is somehow leads you to the enterprise applications menu and there they are also displayed, these sort of IDs. What you need to do is to copy both of those IDs and copy those back to the Treasury Admin Center. And after that, there will be some extra steps which we cover just in a few seconds. Yes, uh, one pro tip. Uh, yeah, watch out which ID is copied to which field because there has been some misunderstanding in the past. Uh, yes, we also require your password again, just to make sure that you as the administrator are initiating that process. And hopefully you will see the same success message as we see now. There's one extra step uh, in case of single sign-on enablement. Now you have a connection between the identity provider and Treasury, but you still need to roll out the single sign-on for your users. It means that you have to activate single sign-on for certain user groups and user groups are called policies in Treasury. Uh, and it's a great thing that it's not automatically enabled for all the users because you might use external users as well. You might have freelancers, maybe some of your customers are invited to Treasury as well. So you can simply activate single sign-on login for those users who really need it and who really can use it. Okay. Let's jump to provisioning. As you can see from the green check mark, single sign on is activated and working. Uh, so provisioning is sort of a sibling feature to single sign on. As I have mentioned, it's also built upon the identity provider, but single sign on affects how the users can log in to Treasury and provisioning affects if the user can log in to Treasury at all. So with provisioning, you can simply add users to Treasury or to any application. And you can simply from this central hub of user management, the identity provider, you can simply revoke that access as well. Uh, in terms of provisioning, you don't have to choose between providers when you're setting that up. It's not because we are not supporting more than one, we are supporting Azure AD and Okta as well, but both of those solutions are, are built upon the so-called scheme standard. So there's no need to differentiate between them. As you can see, we provide you with a URL and we provide you a generated API token. And it works a bit the other way around as you have seen in single sign-on. So now we provide you with these values and you need to copy both those values to your scheme provisioning application in Azure or in Okta. And after you copy both of those values, you need to click done. You won't see the whole setup process now because we did not allocate enough time for that. And it would be quite boring, trust me on that. 
And uh, after you did that, you click on done and the green check mark appears again and you can freely add and suspend users as well in your identity provider. So just to quickly sum up what we did here, it's basically a, a 101 to advanced user management. The very first thing to do is to enable advanced control. I highly recommend it. Uh, domain verification is also a must, uh, especially if you are using multiple domains and if you want to watch out for your users. And in case you are using identity providers, uh, single sign-on is, is a very great tool to make the life of your users easier. And provisioning is a great tool to make your life easier if you're an IT, IT administrator, because it, it can reduce the manual day-to-day -day work a lot, a lot. So uh, I would like to thank you for watching this. And if you would have any questions regarding any of these features, yes, that's the Q&A section. Thank you very much. And we'll just pause uh, to have a sip of water and let you uh, post any of your questions. Okay, maybe a few more seconds. I can see some questions coming on. Yeah. Great, I think we can start when you're ready, Ferenc. Yep. Found a few questions. Yes. Um, so, does provisioning allow users to be allocated to different policies? That's a great question. Currently, uh, via provision added users will be assigned to the default policy. Um, but um, we are planning to improve uh, the capabilities. Of provisioning, and it's it's definitely on the on the roadmap in terms of provisioning. There was another question regarding provisioning. Uh, it was mentioned that single sign-on can be enabled on a group level. Does this also apply to user provisioning? Uh, it's a great question. No, but when you enable provisioning, it does not mean that you from now from now on you won't be able to manage users via the admin center um, user interface. So, so no, it don't have to be enabled on a group level. You can still add, suspend, and yeah, delete users from the Treasury admin center as well. Okay, I don't really see any more admin related questions. I've seen uh, one come in, um, which is, uh, maybe not directly linked to mm -hmm. the admin features, um, but a question around email encryption, which we also mentioned at the beginning uh, of this um, webinar, mm -hmm. uh, around email encryption availability uh, for Apple Mail or other mail software, for example. Um, email encryption is currently available on uh, Windows uh, Outlook desktop app, um, we do have plans to roll it out to different um, email uh, clients. So, uh, and that's something that you will hear about in our future looking roadmap um, just uh, towards the second half of this webinar. So uh, yes, we have planned to roll out our email encryption solution to many more email clients. 
Okay, um, I think we need to uh, move on just to make sure um, that we uh, have time to go through the rest of our demos um, content. Um, if we haven't had a chance to uh, get back to you uh, live, um, we may have a little time at the end uh, of this webinar. And if not, um, we will, as usual, come back to every single person, address every single question uh, in a follow-up uh, to, to this webinar. Uh, either you will receive a personal answer um, from one of the team, uh, or uh, we will also circulate an FAQ uh, when we forward you the recording um, of this webinar. So we won't leave any questions uh, unanswered. Thank you very much. So for now, um, I would like us to continue and move on to uh, the secure workspace at Treasurit. And for that, I'm going to hand over the mic to Bube. Thanks. Uh, so uh, today I'd like to talk to you about two things we released in the first two quarters, two and a half quarters uh, of this year. One of them is the new layout in apps and the other is subfolder share. Uh, I will start with the new layout, which is uh, we introduced a simple layout uh, that offers more platform native experience. But uh, yeah, it sounds good, but what does this mean? Uh, first, we got rid of the navigation loopholes. Uh, so if you are familiar with the app or use the app uh, regularly, uh, we often got the feedback that uh, it's really hard to track on which hierarchy level uh, you are in and uh, whether the thing you are clicking applies to a file, a folder, or something else. So those are gone. Uh, also, uh, the Treasury tab now looks more like your Fi browser. And from that, uh, we really hope uh, that when you, new users join to Treasury, uh, they don't have to learn a whole new file management system. Uh, so, so we believe it will offer a better onboarding experience. And uh, we also let the name Trezor go. Uh, if you are with us from the very beginning, uh, uh, you know that we called folders Trezors uh, from like since the day we launched Trezorit. Uh, and from now on, they will be simply folders. I have to tell you that I think I spent a good bit of my marketing career, career explaining what a Trezor is and why we actually call uh, a folder, an encrypted folder, a Trezor. And, uh, and under the hood of this uh, change uh, with the new layout, uh, we realized that it's time to let it go and we changed the name. So uh, from now on, or from a few uh, months ago on, uh, you will see a folder as a top level uh, hierarchy uh, item in Treasury. And, uh, and that's about it. Uh, if you have questions about the new layout or something is not intuitive, let us know. We are ready to learn because this is new for us too, after quite a few years with the old one. And we introduced software share end of April, early May. Uh, and, uh, and why we believe this was a very important feature besides lots of you asking for it. It's been sitting on the top of our feature list quite a while. 
So, so why we believe this was important? Because I think now Treasury really fulfills the promise, uh, what we say uh, in basically all our marketing materials, or we used to say it, uh, that you don't need to change your existing folder structure in any way if you want to share uh, content uh, with your collaborators or with others. Uh, and this was true, just not in a case if, if your content was already in a treasure, because then you kind of have to move it out uh, in order to be able to share it with the right persons and the right level of access. So, so now when you store all your data in Treasury, you can keep all existing shares without changing the structure and uh, do new ones and create new shared folders. You can give granular access. Uh, so you can ensure that the right persons have the access to the right level of information, invite contributors, for example, to a specific uh, project folder without revealing other content to them or having to reshare the, uh, re the project folder with your theme uh, because they will only have access on your uh, contributors will only have access to the bit uh, you designed them to have access to. Uh, you can work together with multiple parties simultaneously without letting them access each other's contributions. So, for example, uh, if you are in a line of business where you collect lots of data uh, from uh, outside of contributors, think about a marketing agency, think about an accountant, uh, think about HR, for example, within a bit bigger organization. Uh, you can do that under one project folder and, uh, and the, uh, your uh, contributors won't have access to each other's files and uh, content. So it's, uh, this, what we hope is that uh, with subfolder shared treasury, it is now more uh, ideal for project-based works. So you can easily grant access uh, for the duration of the project. You can revoke access at the end of the project and uh, contributors will have only access to the right bit of the data, uh, what they need to. So I would like to show you a short clip of the feature in action, how it actually works. Uh, what you can see is that you can, uh, we now offer two types of folders, next-gen folders and classic folders. Technically speaking, we need to edit the next-gens to keep the end-to-end -end encrypted environment intact and enable you to share folders at the same time. So we will be moving away from the classic folders, but the two folders come with different feature sets for now. Uh, Next-gen folders are ready for subfolder sharing, but some of the original folder features, for example, link sharing uh, is not yet available uh, with the new setup. Classic folders will have the capability for uh, sharing links. So think about invite links, think about uh, 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 file request links, uh, but subfolder share is not yet available with them. Uh, so once you, you select the right type of the folder you would like to uh, use or, or the type of the folder you would like to use, you just click share. And from that moment on, actually sharing will not change for you at all. Uh, there is the right panel, click uh, sharing and invite members. You add the email address and uh, they will have access to, to the right uh, hierarchy item within the folder so you just you, you will be able to go down any levels uh within the hierarchy and uh, and yeah i think that's that about software sharing if you have questions 
I think this would be a good time to ask them. Um, I have one. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> which is which is actually a question uh, a question to the attendees here. We're very curious, um, just for our own information, um, to hear whether you've already had a chance um, to try Treasure its sub border sharing function. Um, so if not already, you should see a pop up uh, appear on your screen. Just let us know um, by one uh, by one click if it's something that you've already had a chance to uh, try out. I just want to do like a quick uh, <laughs> quick pop quiz before we go into to the Q and A, and I'll hand over back to you, Bubo, to handle the Q and A in just uh, a few a few seconds. Okay, so the numbers are coming in, and uh, a lot of you haven't had uh, the opportunity yet to try the sub border sharing feature. Now that you have seen this webinar, I would encourage you <laughs> to immediately, no, after this webinar, not, not now, um, to immediately go back uh, and, uh, and try it and, and let us know uh, how useful it is for you and what we might be able to do to, to make it even more useful. Thank you very much for your reply. Thank you. Okay, over over back to you. Thank you. <laughs> okay, I will ask, uh, answer the first one. Can we have a sneak peek at the new layout? Actually, it's out for everyone generally available. So if you pop up your treasury tab, you should be looking at it. If you don't, although, let us know uh, <laughs> because because that's trouble, like huge trouble. Uh, but uh, so that was an easy one. Uh, the next one would be, does the people uh, to whom I share folder need a treasury, uh, they, they ask user, but I would guess account. Uh, yes, uh, definitely. So if you would like to, yes and no, it depends how you share. So if you choose subfolder sharing, for example, or share the folder uh, within a thread uh, and invite the user into the folder. So uh, you set up uh, a bit longer collaboration in our terms, uh, then they will need to have uh, uh, an account. So if you, in most cases, if you expect uh, back some uh, back a file or something like uh, from them, yes. But there are uh, cases when you just wanna share it like a glimpse of a treasure uh, at, a, at a certain moment, uh, then you can do it with link sharing. I would recommend using the classic folder type for that. And uh, you can even ask them to, to send back files to you in a one-off way that's called folder request within treasury. So it depends, I would say, uh, or I would recommend uh, to set up Treasury in a way that fits your use case in this case. So if you are going for a lo longer collaboration, set up a treasurer, invite uh, the user as a treasurer member, and they will need to register an account. If you are just sharing something uh, and they just need to have access on the other side, then you can do that with a link and know they won't need a treasury account. There is this, it's subfolder share available for anyone. Uh, yes, this feature will be available for anyone. We are in the release process and we hope to complete it by mid-August. So if you don't have it yet, don't worry, uh, you will by mid-August. 
Okay. And there's an interesting one, maybe. Would it be possible to change your normal folder to your shared folder? Where, where is that question? Can you help me? Uh, uh, oh, it's, it's uh, down, down, down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it's possible to change your normal folder to the shared new gen folder, can you convert uh, it? So, so you mean migration, like migrate from a classic folder to a new one? I uh, believe that was we, the question. Mm -hmm. Currently, we don't offer. Uh, oh, okay, thanks. Now I see the question too. So, currently, we don't offer an automated way for migration. Uh, once we complete uh, the next gen folder feature set, uh, then we will surely add uh, a way to do it. For now, it's all manual. So, so create uh, uh, next gen folder and move the content uh, of the old folder or the classic folder to the new one. That would be the recommendation. However, note that it uh, will break links and uh, you will have to add everyone again within the shared folder. So, so I don't say I don't recommend it because there are use cases that are better supported with the next gen folders, but uh, uh, it depends on that whether it's worth the manual work or not. Thank you. I think there was the sharing. Is there a limit uh, on the number of levels or the number of folders? No, I don't think there are any. Yeah, there is this question again. Is there an uh, option to convert legacy folder uh, to a next gen? That's already answered in the previous one. I think that, yeah, we had this question uh, a, few, a few times. I think mm -hmm. uh, we have uh, maybe time for one more, Bebe, before we okay. have to continue on. Do you plan to integrate all the other features, all other uh, features for the new folder type as well, and uh, then make the old format legacy one? Yes, absolutely. We have it on our roadmap, and uh, as I mentioned, uh, migration out ultimate migration is uh, not yet uh, available. Uh, we plan to offer a way like that because. Uh, Okay, that's, that's actually a really good time to share that. If you have a requirement uh, about the migration from uh, the classic to the next gen type of folder, and uh, you can share a use case uh, that, uh, uh, that supports that, we would be really, really grateful if you share that uh, via, one of, uh, via email or any other channels uh, uh, we will be sharing at the end of the webinar because uh, we are actually in the phase of collecting uh, uh, user feedback on how we should do the migration. So it will, would be a really, really big help for us uh, because the more we know, the better we can design the product. Thank you. And yes, we will um, give you guys a little bit later on uh, a way to get in touch uh, for uh, any of your sort of like product uh, or feature requests. Um, just maybe one slightly more admin question that we've had through, uh, can we have a link to the email encryption uh, feature video? We will make sure um, to include uh, some links around email encryption in our follow-up uh, email. So look out for that. We'll make sure you have an easy way to find it. Thank you. Okay, so uh, in the interest of being able to cover all of the exciting material that we have, um, let's uh, move on to the next section and I'm going to hand over back to Ferenc uh, to talk about the road ahead for Treasure.
Thank you, Olivia. So let's look a bit into the future, at least what, what awaits us in the rest of the year. We still have a focus on user management. So we are improving our current single sign-on solution and adding extra providers to that. Uh, we also wish to provide an easier way for the user of boarding and to yeah, take over folders and uh, to, to keep the data intact, which belong to a user who is currently under the process of onboarding. Uh, obviously, we are focusing also on Secufy sharing because that's that's our core offering. Uh, we are including new security settings and governance options for our email encryption solution. We are aiming to provide you with the option to include your company domain in the shared link URLs. So it's, it will be a, a branding option and it will increase the fidelity of your links. And we are also preparing a brand new product in our portfolio. I won't say more words about that, but I'm pretty sure you will be up to date just in a few months about that. And uh, last but not least, uh, it still comes in this year, uh, a brand new integration. We will create, we enable SIM integration. So the, the administrators and the, your security teams will be able to integrate Trezorit to your already existing SIEM systems to provide an extra layer of security. And that's about 2020. And let's look even further into the future, to the next year. We, we are currently in the discovery phase of uh, API and how can we provide API to support use cases, mainly in large enterprises. So if you're a large enterprise, we are very, you're very welcome to, to give us feedback on that or provide your use case in terms of discovery. And in terms of secure file sharing, we are still gonna be improving our email encryption solution. We are rolling out new plugins to new email clients and also adding support for mobile email applications. And there will be another brand new product in our portfolio at the, at the beginning of the year. And we also planning to do sort of, let's call it universal sharing, which will give more freedom for sharing the content and all your sensitive data. Thank you for that look ahead. Hopefully it's made everyone really excited. Um, <laughs> so um, as we had started uh, saying, um, you've heard about uh, subfolder sharing and how it was super important for us in building that feature uh, to hear from people that needed that feature. Um, and uh, I just want to reiterate here that this is how we learn uh, that we're meeting real customer needs, uh, what our areas for improvements are, what capabilities we should prioritize next, and how we can make ultimately uh, the solution work best for you. Um, so at the end of this webinar, um, we will share um, an email address. Uh, please save that, screen grab it, type it down on a post-it note, um, and we'd love to hear from you uh, whenever you have feedback that can help us build a better product. Uh, before we do wrap up, um, in, in the interest of uh, managing everyone's sort of uh, time, it's, uh, it's, uh, we're, we're going to make sure to, to finish on time. Um, I'd like you all to save the date 
for our next live webinar uh, in late September. There are two dates available, and this is where you'll find out all about this exciting new product that we're launching. Uh, so definitely um, bookmark this. Uh, if you want to be the first in the know, um, I definitely encourage you to uh, keep up to date by following Treasure It on uh, LinkedIn or Twitter and joining us on the 27th or the 29th of September to hear more about this brand new product. If that's too long for you to wait, which let's face it, the three of us know that it's, it's uh, too long without any Treasure It content, um, you can uh, also go back and watch all of our webinars on demand. Um, just go to the Treasure It webinars and events page on our website. Um, here uh, you can find the research at treasureit.com email address. Uh, this is the best way for um, your feedback to get to myself, Ferenc, Burbank, the product team, uh, and make sure it's uh, it's prioritized and that we uh, make a note of all of your use cases. Um, all that's left for me to say now is a huge thank you uh, for joining us today, uh, for your active participation. Uh, it was great uh, to, to see your questions. Uh, thank you also to my co-hosts, uh, Robert Ferenc, uh, for going through these features and these capabilities. Um, you've been splendid panelists and great company. Um, and uh, thank you once again. And please take care, stay safe, and see you next time on our next webinar. Goodbye.